This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now is Brad Powers from bradpowersports.com and the Bet the Board podcast. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to start with a personal question. Are you sadistic enough to lay 23 and a half points on Michigan? Are you sadistic enough to bet the under 35 and a half on the Big Ten championship game? Uh, I am not. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Mother Teresa uh, as a person, but uh, I, I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> I can't, can't, can't do either yet. Now, I'm looking, honestly, believe it or not, I'm looking maybe to get Iowa, but I, I need at least 24, but... That's the only out of the 10 championship games. That's the only one I haven't bet side or total yet. Uh, so I just, oof, that's a, that's a tough one. Going to be a tough watch too. Uh, before we uh, dive into all these games uh, going down this week, and can't wait to hear that the bets uh, that you have lined up, give us the Brad powers rankings. People are going to be curious what they end up doing tonight. We know what one and two is going to be, but the fascinating part is uh, what, what happens after that? What how do they line up three, four, five? How far does Ohio State fall down? What is your uh, top four right now going into the championship weekend? Uh, power ratings are what I would put as a commi- if I was on the committee. Pa- power ratings. So people can kind of understand what's going on with these point spreads here. Yeah, uh, power ratings, the Georgia B1 for me. I mean, you just got to respect the two-time defending champs and uh, – you know, it was a rivalry game. I mean, they didn't play their best game of the season, but they've been on the ascent blowout wins prior two weeks against Ole Miss and Tennessee. They'd be one. Believe it or not, people are going to think, oh, Michigan's got to be two. No, honestly, it's Oregon, slightly above Michigan right Whoa. now. If you just look at – yeah, you look at basic metrics like yards per play margin, yards per game margin, points per game margin. Oregon is number one in the country in all those categories and has played a tougher wow. schedule than Michigan and Georgia. So I would favor – Right now, Oregon over Michigan. Michigan be three. I still have the Buckeyes four, believe it or not. Uh, you know, change one play in that game. And then everyone's completely different, uh, you know, thought process on the Buckeyes. Alabama was four, but I dropped them a little bit. I mean, they're, they're a Hail Mary away from losing to Auburn. Um, and they had some other close games throughout the season. So they'd be my fifth team. LSU would be six. I think people would be surprised by that. Wow. And, and- so then Bo Nick. Yeah, I mean, two of your four won't be in tonight, then, right? You believe? <laughs> yeah, no, no, they they won't. They won't but uh, you know, got to go. Who would be favored over who in a neutral? So, I mean, that's just all my, where my right. power rings are. Now, if I was a a, a, a committee member, obviously you got to put Florida State up there. They haven't lost a game yet. 
Uh, you know, Washington hasn't lost a game yet. But just to put in perspective, what my thought process right now, Florida State and Washington, Florida State's not even my top 15 without Jordan Travis at quarterback. <laughs> He'd be 16 in my power ratings. Uh, Washington's not even in my top 10. They're 12-0. and 0. They're 11th in my power ratings. They've won yeah. eight straight games by 10 points or less. I'm not buying it, man. Neither is the market. There's, there's a reason why they're a near uh, double-digit underdog this week against Oregon, the team they beat. Well, then let's talk about that game. Which side do you like or what betting angles are you intrigued by in this matchup everyone can't wait for? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I bet Oregon early on in the process. I think anything single digits, I mean, my numbers make it 10-ish. So if anything, you know, nine, nine and a half, I think it's okay with Oregon. I think more intriguing if you don't want to say you think Oregon, just say, oh, I think Oregon wins the game. But, you know, I don't want to lay minus 380 on the money line. So I think there's a different way to attack the game if you don't want to lay that kind of number. I anticipate Oregon winning. I anticipate Bo Nix playing well. If that's the case, then I think it's very likely Bo Nix wins the Heisman. So instead of laying 380 on the money line with Oregon, let's go ahead and lay minus 160 with Bo Nix winning the Heisman. And so I don't have to, you know, lay, lay too much there. Mm-hmm. Certainly makes sense to me. Brad, when we talk about uh, championship games, you alluded to this already, but Florida State has a quarterback absence. SMU has a quarterback absence. What are you doing with both of those games? Yeah, really intriguing. Uh, at least early on in the week, the, the process, I mean, I was all over Louisville in that one uh, in the under. Uh, I don't think it was appropriately priced with Jordan Travis's a- absence. I, I know they won and covered against Florida, but it still wasn't a great look for Florida State offensively, particularly the first 25 minutes or so of that game was bad. I honestly thought it was more about the undisciplined Florida side of things on why Florida State was able to win that game. I'm not sure that they get that with the, uh, against Louisville this week. So I think Louisville's the right side. Would I bet Louisville now at two and a half? No, but I do think that you know they are the sharper of the two sides there. I lean under at the current number there. I am heavily involved with the SMU two-lane game. Under would have been my favorite play of the week. Just, you know, if you asked me 24 hours ago, I still lean that way. But this is one where I think the quarterback absence is getting overpriced in the market. I don't think Preston Stone is worth as much as the market's making out to be. So my numbers, and I have bet SMU plus five and a half. So that's one where I'm not afraid to back the team with the backup quarterback. Wow. Uh, what about Georgia, Alabama? It's we're, we're waiting on the market to settle a little bit. You look at the domestic sports books, five and a half. You could find a six. You could find a six and a half out there. Uh, where you? Where are you on the SEC one? Right where, pretty much where it's at. If I had to make a bet now, it'd be under fifty-five ish. Uh, six. I, I'm part of the early week money's on Georgia. You can guess where I'm at. I'm I'm on Georgia a little bit there, but uh, it look. This I think this game is priced accordingly as of right now. But it should be. It's the SEC championship game. Of the 800-some college football games we've had so far, this one should be pretty close to market. If it's not, somebody's not doing their job. So uh, I just I can't really get to the window at the current price other than maybe a lean on the under. I will say this. You bet numbers, not teams. Even though I bet Georgia early in the week, the number continues to climb, and I can get a seven in front of Alabama with a plus seven, not a minus seven. Uh, I would I would buy back some Alabama. Yeah, that's a good point. What other games that we haven't touched on um, that you like where there's still some value? Yeah, I mean, if I had to make one bet on the current uh, prices, uh, just one bet side or total be Boise State. I'm going to lay the two against UNLV. I just think UNLV's had a great season. They've been point spread darlings. I just finally, they hit that ceiling last week at home against San Jose State, a big game. 
and they just played a better team. And they're playing even a better team this week in Boise State. So uh, I just think Boise State, the mispricing was several things with Boise State. Number one, let's just look at their losses. I mean, they lost on a last-second field goal against UCF. They lost by three to Memphis, and one of the plays in the game was a blocked field goal return for a touchdown in the second half of that game, a 10-point play on one play in the game they lost by three. They lost on a Hail Mary on the final play of the game to Colorado State. They lost. I mean, they had a couple of scoring opportunities inside the 10 against Fresno. Couldn't get there. So this is a team, statistically, it should be a 9 or 10 win team, and yet they sit here at 7 and 5. I like them against a UNLV team that, you know, this is a lot, playing with a lot of pressure. They've never played in the Mountain West Championship game before. This is Boise State's wheelhouse. Give me Boise State minus the points. When we're looking at uh, outright winners for the national champion, uh, you mentioned Oregon being high on your power ratings. They're five to one right now to win it all. Do you like that bet? No, I would roll. I still roll it over. My money line rollover is always going to be probably best. I mean, unless they, if you'd have told me they would, you know, get matched up with Florida State in the semifinals, then you're talking about two. Obviously, they're a big favorite this week. It would be a big favorite over Florida State. So. Then the money line rollover play where he's bet them on the money line, you roll those winnings over to the next game. That wouldn't work out so well. But my anticipation is, I mean, their point spreads, let's say they play like a Michigan in a semifinal. Well, that game's going to be close to pick. Uh, and then they play maybe Georgia for a national championship where they'd be a slight underdog. If you did the money line rollover, you'd get a higher payout uh, than, than just, you know, betting them and getting them five to one. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. They want to bet a little to win a lot. They want to bet a lot to win a little. Mm-hmm. But, uh, that's just if you're asking me value, I got to give you the truthful response. Uh, you doing anything? Big Twelve numbers more than two touchdowns. Texas, your favorite against Okie State, total of fifty-five. Yeah, I, I did lay it with Texas, believe it or not. Uh, my numbers called for it, laid it. Market agrees so far. If I had to bet it now, my favorite total on the board right now would be over. Uh, I think a little bit of mispricing with Texas is obviously Ewers missed a few games. Offense got going last week, to say the least. I mean, they got put a fifty-seven spot up. Uh, Oklahoma State's been, you know, they run a lot of tempo. Uh, I don't think much of their defense. Obviously, their offense has been improved once they got Ali Gordon going. So, over 54.5, over 55 looks pretty good to me. I want to ask you a big picture question because I thought this um, report from ESPN was really interesting regarding Caleb Williams. ESPN contacted Mm -hmm. eight NFL scouts and executives who said that Williams is the can't-miss prospect. And then he said, I thought from last year's film, he would be the top 10 the day he showed up. And AFC exec said, and they're like, top 10 draft pick or top 10 quarterback in the NFL? And they said the latter. Is that how you would assess Caleb big picture when he enters the NFL? I guess it doesn't say a lot about the quarterbacks in the league right now. No, I'm I'm pretty anti Caleb Williams, so uh, no, I, I wouldn't do him that good. I look, and I, I I'm not saying that the quarterback situation in the NFL is any good. It's not, but uh, no, uh, I don't see it. I just I saw a lack of fundamentals this year. Uh, you know, not just because they lost games, but I mean, he was some, part of the reason they lost games wasn't. Uh, I know Alex Grinch and the defense got most of the blame. Some some of it was Caleb Williams' sloppy playground style. That that's just not. I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes does it, but Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid, and he's got some talent around him, and they're one-on-one Patrick Mahomes. I just – and keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes didn't play as a rookie uh, as good as he is. So, no, I think that's an asinine statement to think that Caleb Williams is going to come in and be a top-ten quarterback. 
Well, if that's the case, then I know it's a bet we've talked about a lot on this show, but uh, Caleb Williams minus 320 to be number one overall, the field plus 210 for the 2024 NFL draft. I assume. Yeah, like I would. Uh, I wouldn't make a monster bet, but I'd take the field. Uh, but but keep in mind, Caleb Williams is going to shine in a pro day, and they just love that. Uh, so, but there's going to be some other quarterbacks that have some unbelievable measurables. Uh, it's a really really good quarterback class. Uh, but I I wouldn't make a monster bet, but I, I I prefer the field at this point. I don't I don't know if he's going to interview well, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah. Man, would you would you take Brock Bowers top five? Yeah, it depends on the medical for him. Uh, I could see it. I mean, obviously, the, to me, the, the can't-miss talents, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, he's the safest bet in the draft. I mean, I, I mean, if you're asking me who's going to be the Hall of Famer out of this class, it'd be him. Uh, and then, two, I think I'd go Joe Walt, left tackle, coming out of Notre Dame. I mean, those, if I'm looking to make, hey, I'm going to improve my team immediately, I'm not, regardless of position, I'm going with the safest. I know this guy's going to come in and be a starter and has the ability to be a 10-year starter for me and help out my football team, those would be the two guys I would draft. Really quick, you were talking about Caleb not interviewing well. I was wondering, and I, I don't want to dock the guy for crying in his mom's arms, but he also made the comment oh about like, snuggling with his dog and had like bad words on his fingernails. Like, Is all that stuff maybe going to come out and hurt him? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm pro animal, so I'm not going to dock him for that. But the, I mean, there's other immaturity things that I'm not going to dock a kid with. I mean, I was I've been, I was 20, but I, I just he said some things. You hear the rumors about wanting part ownership and all that stuff. There's just there's a lot of red flags, and that's off the field. On the field, there was a ton of red, just watch the film. I I, I don't sometimes I don't even think scouts watch, watch tape. Just watch the tape. I mean, it is sloppy from start to finish this year, and you just. He got away with that for, for long stretches against Pac-12 defenses. You're not facing that in the NFL. So I, I just, I'm not taking that. I don't think he just can't miss, you know, next the uh, best quarterback of the next generation. I, I just don't see it. Good stuff. Brad Powers from bradpowersports.com and the Bet the Board podcast. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Thanks, Brad. You bet. You bet. It is fascinating, Joe, when we look at a championship weekend here, because yes, we do have two key quarterback absences and, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Brad is pro SMU as far as, uh, you know, the five and a half anti Florida state there. Do you kind of see it that way as well? Do you feel like that the market is adjusting appropriately to that news? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And you've got a little bit of a sample size now, at least on the Florida state side, these numbers are sharp. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. dead on. He, he, and with everything that we know, all the intel that we have, like t- people are going to be amazed with the Oregon side. I'm curious once we get to the weekend what the public ends up doing with that. I that they'll be amazed that oh, it's such a big number and they're not even in the playoff right now. Sort of from Brad, second best team. People that do this for a living that, that break down the numbers, like second best team in the country. We'll see if they end up making it. Aaron, I saw that story too, and I heard people talking about it. And my expectation was, oh, there must have been some scouts that ding Caleb Williams, because why would this be a story? And we're still on the can't miss thing? I, I don't. I lean with what Brad's saying. I'm not saying I wouldn't take him number one. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. But there are questions to be asked right now of him. 
Yeah, I'm sure you. I thought you had to have seen it because it was in regards yeah. to the Bears don't want to miss out on another C.J. Stroud <laughs> situation. And would would you want the Bears At to Mahomes. draft Caleb yeah. Williams? Sounds I like want them no. to take a quarterback. No, I'm just yeah. I. Honestly, I don't know the answer to that question right now. I, yeah. I will at a point. We'll see if they have the one even. But the, mm-hmm. this Caleb Williams and Drake May debate is going to be going on for months and months and months. Can't wait to hear it. It'll be fun. We'll hear it ad nauseum, right? Especially when uh, the season's yeah. over, that's for sure. This is Becky Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, is there value for betting on who will win the Super Bowl? That's right here on the Becky Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hotsworth on the BetQL Network. Start your day with a daily tip, presented by BetMGM, featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. When you see something like this, where there is a star player who is questionable, because we're going to deal with this a lot during the NBA season, especially because we are a morning show. Do you try to guess if this player is playing, or do you simply sit out this game and say, okay, if he doesn't play, I don't like this bet. This early in the morning is definitely tough to cap NBA. I I feel like, at least for me, handicap in the NBA is the hardest sport to handicap. That's just personal to me. I find it very difficult. One of the reasons you mentioned is, yes, who's going to play, who's not. Sometimes we find out minutes before the game, an hour before the game. Right now, it's 647 in the East. None of these decisions have been made. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on America's home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Rod Gilmore covering college football as a game analyst for ESPN. Well, I am a Heisman voter, and the Heisman Trust is very adamant about keeping your votes secret until after having voted. So it would be a real no-no for me to say, here, my one, two, and three dots. But I will, <laughs> I will say this. The list is the right list. I think the way Michael Penix Jr. has played this season has just been phenomenal. Bo Nix has, man, I mean, he He's been unbelievable for two years now. Marvin Harrison Jr., I think he may be the best football player uh, in the country. I think that's sort of the right list, but I leave room for a guy who just really blows up the next two or three weeks. I think there's room for player X. You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on America's home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Eddie Gross, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. We look at Bryce Young and, and you go, okay, it isn't just bad coaching here. It may also just be a quarterback you can't play. And so not only are the Panthers behind just in terms of talent, now they're behind in terms of coaching and whomever they bring in, even if they're really good at all of this stuff organizationally, it's still going to take some time to put all of this together. We can already look at 2024 and say no matter who the head coach is going to be, even if it's someone we respect, it's going to take a while for them to sort of right the ship here. Even in a bad division, you're going to have to probably find somebody a little bit younger and a little bit greener to be able to handle what this organization is facing. 
BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern, on America's home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And let's get back to the futures markets, and let's talk about who will win the Super Bowl. And currently on BetMGM... We have a tie for the favorite, Eagles and 49ers at 4-1. to one. Well, la-di-da, they do get to play each other, don't they? Uh, Chiefs at plus 450, la-di-da. Ravens at plus 750. Joe, what are you looking at here? La-di-da-di, we like to party. I love it. I... <laughs> <laughs> Man, we, we, we spent the whole break boy thing all over again? <laughs> talking about the draft. I kind of – man, I love the draft so much. Like every... Is New England going to win again? I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys do you guys Belichick was tanking? That's what everybody was talking about on Sunday. I, I don't. I don't think he's tanking. He built this team though, didn't he? So on rock and roll. <laughs> Some music themes. Yeah, right. I don't know. We're on it. That, that's because David's out there on the board instead of Jake. And so uh, you know, now we're all musically inclined because of it. He should win an Academy Award then because his acting and all the press conferences, Belichick, like he looks angry and very upset. Like, and I I mean, we've seen this kind of vibe, but I don't know if he's purposely tanking because he just seems like uh, defeated. I don't know. I I would have been so mad if I'd be so mad if I was a Giants fan. Like not only do I have to sit with sit through this Tommy DeVito thing, but then now we're winning games. Like this is so dumb. Like we're we're, we're missing our chance at one of those top two quarterbacks for what? Because the mm-hmm. Patriots are better at losing. They know how to lose. They, he playing Mac Jones. Like that's the best way to lose. I don't think he's tanking either. But it, he's gone. Right? These are the last handful of games he coaches with the Patriots. So why would he tank if he's not going to be here? Tank for the next coach? Unless he's planning to have a one-on-one, yeah, with Robert Kraft and convince him we just need a quarterback of the future, like give me another chance. I could see a scenario where Kraft might with like a short leash. But I I kind of feel like he's gone too. Yeah, I think he is. But he supposedly got that extension that nobody knew about before the year started. Allegedly, air quotes. That's you, the, you don't buy that's it. That's my question. Though. I here's I don't know if I do or not. I mean, part of it is like, okay, I will buy it if I know, and there's no way to know, I guess. But if there is an understanding with Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick that yes, this season is a waste, but we're gonna yeah. get the quarterback of the future, and that's going to change everything. I do wonder if Kraft is sort of acquiescing a lot of responsibilities to Belichick. I mean, he's done this for a long time, and it's largely worked out for a number of years. But last season and this season have not worked out in the slightest. And so I wonder if there is finally a recognition that Belichick really can't make this work in this current situation. So if there is an understanding that, look, whatever happens here doesn't matter, okay, fine. You know, you have your get-out-of-jail-free card. 
But <laughs> if it's not there, then absolutely Belichick can't survive after this season. There, there's no way. You can't do that. It, it's not good for yeah. the Patriots. It's not good for football. Like, it, it's terrible on so many levels. I just, it's, I know the Chargers should not be favored by six on the road. I know that. But how many mm-hmm. points can the Patriots put up this week? <sighs> can they get to 10? The can they get to That's double the, digits? <laughs> if they got to 10, they're at least going to overtime this past week. It's just, yeah. Who's a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. They keep no. Going. They just got a lot going on. I mean, Zappy's been, I guess, been a little bit better. Than I hope Mac it's Zappy only because I hammered Mac Jones under. So I would love for him not to play anymore. Are th- but those aren't even in danger, right? He's doing nothing. I don't. I haven't even yeah. looked. There's I doubt no it. Way. I think I'm good. God, yeah, he had 89 <laughs> passing yards on Sunday in the first half. That's it. Yeah, 89. God, so awful. I, I don't think. God. Yeah, it's bad. How'd they Matt beat the Jones Bills? Season. What happened in that game? <laughs> what happened? I, the Bills defense is that much of a disaster. Like, Jeez. it's that bad at this point. And somehow they're able to disguise a few things. I mean, is it, isn't that all about divisional rivalries, though? Like, you can yeah. know a team so well that even when you're playing poorly – somehow you're able to find some weakness somehow and you're able to exploit it. Like it's amazing. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. All right. So Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm having a tough time going outside the top six. And the top six okay. right now is line 10 to one and shorter. Uh, the the sixth team is the Cowboys. So it's Niners, Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, Dolphins, Cowboys. I can't say there's value on any numbers. Um I'm always looking for value, and there's still a good amount of football left. And I'm looking at, okay, who's the team that where you have value? Jacksonville, 16 to 1. I don't see value there. Lions, things are trending in the bad direction. Oh, maybe get some value there at 18 to 1. I don't really see it. After 18 to 1, it goes to 50. 50. The jump is there's no 20, 30, 40 tier, it goes up to 50. Bills 50, Brown 66, Steelers 70, Texans 75, Broncos, Seahawks, the teams that might slip into the playoffs, whatever. Can, can anybody make a case for a team outside of the top six? Because I'm having a tough time. Well, 49ers, Bills Chiefs, Eagles, Ravens, Dolphins, Cowboys. Bills are – I see a 50 on them. Oh, not where right. I'm looking. But – Okay, my bad. But with that defense, I don't know – are they, are they going to get in? Yes, if they get in, I agree with you. But outside of that, I don't I don't know. It's tough. It's difficult. And with those <sighs> AFC quarterbacks that they're going to be facing, they're probably going to have to score 35 to 40 points to win in the playoffs. The way that the if this defense continues like this. But they can though. And that's the I scary know. thing in this exercise is that like Josh Allen's playing really really well. The argument I have made is Josh Allen has to be perfect because the defense has been that atrocious. I would be curious to kind of study up on, okay, who can get healthy enough for the playoffs uh, within the Bills defense? Obviously, some guys are done for the year, and that's unfortunate. But are there some who can come back at all? Are there supplements? Are there ways to make backups 
develop into starters? Like, is that part of this process? Because if it is, then okay, as long as the Bills defense can be average, and I don't think they're that far away from being average. They got a ways to go, but I don't think they're that far away. They can get to average, then suddenly the Bills have the makeup of a Super Bowl team. It might be too little too late because they do have to get into the playoffs and currently they're out of it. But if you can find a 50 for the Bills, I wouldn't hate it. If you look at total DVOA, there are a couple discrepancies and the Bills are one of them. Ranked fifth total DVOA. Lions seventh. So maybe there's a little value there. Jags eighth. You got the Steelers 10th. Other than that, it's the same top six, really, that uh, Joe was talking about. The uh, the book that is hanging at 50 for the Super Bowl has a 40 on AFC. Does that make any sense? Ooh. Sure doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it sure doesn't. Half of the top six is NFC teams. So why, why would that be the case? The AFC is that difficult? Okay. And we're learning it's not. Like, it's, it's possible it's the Bills could yeah. even get a good wild card matchup, right? Like, if they do get in, then it's possible that they're facing a team that can be very beatable. So what's a good wild card matchup for them? If they get in, they're most likely the seven. Which team right. do they want to be the two? Obviously, they'd be Ooh. cheering for the Steelers to win that division. Uh, so it's not Baltimore, could it be, right? Could it be the Dolphins? Just because they, they know they them know well them. and they've played well against them and they could probably yeah. do it again? Yeah. Would, would you rather have the the Dolphins and the Jaguars? Ooh. Boy, that's a good question. The Jags, I think. Well, the defense... Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough I'd one. rather would... have the Jaguars. But the fact that we're even wrestling with that conversation at least leads us to believe that there is probably a favorable matchup where the, the number probably would be a little short uh, for that matchup. <laughs> it would be yeah. short either matchup. You're right. Absolutely yeah. it would be. So then if they do win that game, then it's two away from the Super Bowl. Like, it's not that far yeah. off. Yeah, go into Jacksonville. Jacksonville can't win at home. <laughs> like, what is their problem? Like, I'll go. Right. I'll go to Jacksonville for a for my wild card playoff game. I'm no no problem. I'm good. Go to London. Uh, Miami's tough to win there. <laughs> yes, sure. it's tough to win there. It's tough at Baltimore. And KC, of course, maybe KC is the two. You don't want to do that. But I mean, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be something if we get Bills Chiefs playoff and it's a wild card game? That's possible. And the only thing I'd say about that, to get there, they've got to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Yeah. Basically. Mm -hmm, I mean, so they would have already done it. And then it's like, all right, yeah, we've done this. They finally get, you know, that off their back, and now they can do it again. That makes sense to me. I I just – And the Ravens, they've got the history there. They've beaten them in the playoffs in the past, I believe. The Ravens just never, never get it done in the playoffs. <laughs> the Ravens beat the no, Bills, beat the Colts, I think, and then it was, and then they beat the Ravens, I think, a couple of years. Yeah. 
was a Titans game in there somewhere that made the Ravens look bad. Joe, you mentioned the point at the top about only looking at the top six for Super Bowl. Would you go beyond that for getting to the Super Bowl? Because I do wonder if, like, let, let's look at the Jaguars as a case study here, where if they get the one seed, which is still very possible, then it's only two games for them. Yeah, I don't want at home, fine, but – it's one of those things where, like, I could see the Jaguars getting to the Super Bowl, but then they're facing probably the Eagles or the 49ers, some NFC team that we like a lot more than what yeah. the Jaguars have done. Yeah, if I'm going to pick a team that would do that, I would actually prefer to go to the AFC side because isn't the mm-hmm. NFC path going to be more challenging? Because you're most likely going heavy. to have to go through San Francisco and Philadelphia. The, see, the top of the NFC, I have it more difficult than the top of the AFC. You guys agree with that? That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm more than okay with that. Yeah. It depends for and, who. Like, right. The man, it's always like matchups. Right. Yeah. Because I think if you're the Steelers, Browns, Colts, whatever, top of the AFC is probably tougher. Mm-hmm. See, but if if you're in the NFC and you're not at the top, so you're not KC or Philly, whichever team it is, do do any of them have good matchups where they can take both teams down? I don't think so. Like, look at the other teams we're talking about. Kind of hoping one of them falls early, and you you only have to beat one of them. Like, yeah, right. I guess the cow ah, the Cowboys have been dominated by the Niners. Right, Lions. that's their thing. They don't beat you the said, good teams. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like they can. Or be, is it just the Cowboys... good team singular? Like, is mm-hmm. is it just the 49ers? Like, I know the Cowboys have. You know, that was a close game against the Eagles, but they have beaten the Eagles right. recently. Like, is it right. just yeah. that one matchup where because the linebackers are so good in coverage that Dak Prescott just doesn't know what to do, or is it just simply variance or just getting the 49ers at bad times? If you're Dak, that. Like, I think there's a difference between, you know, the Dolphins and saying they can't beat good teams. Okay, I think that's probably fair. But the Cowboys, it's just the one, and they just keep seeing them over and over again. Yeah, and, and well, I think it's more so that it's the Cowboys they beat. In a, in a sense, some people kind of ding them for beating up on the bad teams, which is exactly what you're supposed to do as a contender. Right. And so they kind of <laughs> lump them in with, with Miami. Our... I, I guess we didn't really talk about it as much because they played on Thanksgiving. And yesterday was a lot about what happened on Sunday. Where are we with the Lions? Because they've been that third, fourth team all year. The idea that they could get the best record in the NFC. Like, where are we on this team? I'm, I'm not interested at all. I don't know if they can get back on the right track right now. I mean, that offensive line got their butts kicked by the Packers. And that is supposed to be viewed as one of the best in the game right now. That's, that's where they typically have an advantage week after week. And, and now Goff is playing poor indoors, too. Like I'd be really concerned yeah. if I'm a Lions fan. I'll tell you what, that 3-6 is going to be problematic. It's either a Seahawks team that beats you <laughs> or a uh, Packers team you're going to face for the third time. Or a Vikings team you're going to face for the third time. All of the above. I don't Familiar like that at all. Problem there. If I'm a Lions fan, Ooh. I'll be I'll be fading them wild card round. Can't Jeez, wait. No, to. Oh yeah. <laughs>
This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. They're fixed now. It was all Frank Ray. Had nothing to yeah. do with the talent level on that team. Picking the wrong quarterback. That you forced, David Tepper, reports were accurate yesterday that he walked out of the locker room and he was uh, screaming all sorts of obscenities. Frank Wright, <laughs> yeah, I think it was overstated about how good of a, an offensive mind he was due to uh, some of the connections he had around the league and with media and all that. Like, guess what? Nobody's stepping in with this situation, with, with that, that quarterback right now, with nothing around him and... They're not going to start to win games. It's just not going to happen. BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern, on America's home for wagertainment. The BetQL Network, presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. If you haven't been listening to BetQL Daily, then you missed out on the Joe Ostrowski Triple Crown. On the Derby, I'm going to go with Mage. Mage two is for a little bit of value. Uh, the eight horse, and I'll, I'll take him to win as well. And it is going to be Mage to win the Kentucky Derby. I got to give a prick this winner since I had Mage at 15 to 1. Uh, I'm going with National Treasure, 4 to 1. Bob Baffert gets it done again. Who's it going to be? It's going to be National Treasure. John Velasquez gets his prickness. I'll go with this as my official pick. 8 to 1. Archangelo. Uh, Archangelo coming off back to back wins. One of the better jockeys out there, Javier Castellano. Archangelo has won the 155th running of the Belmont Stakes. If you want more winners and wagertainment, check out BetQL Daily from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern weekdays on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. Check out BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Eddie Gross, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. My preseason Super Bowl pick, the Philadelphia Eagles are rolling. Let's, let's slow down on that. <laughs> Wait, I mean, they were favored to win the game, right? Do you think it's real? Like, 10 and 1. We know they're not a 10 and 1. Yeah. I mean, they are. I think it's real. But, yeah. Really. Eagles are approaching that territory where even if they're down, you still have to tune in. Like, this is this is a team that I think is legit. And at times, I think Jalen Hurts does look like an MVP. They have different... I mean, they've got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. I think they're the best team in the NFL right now. BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern, on America's home for wagertainment. The BetQL Network, presented by the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Please gamble responsibly. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth, from BetQL.
Welcome back to Beck UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Eric Hawksworth with you. And we will get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But first, we have got a tweet from Ian Rappaport that we shall share. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, fresh off a two-touchdown performance, suffered an injured thumb that is requiring further evaluation and puts his status in doubt going forward, sources say. More info coming with all options considered. Yes, I know Jonathan Taylor is a running back, but he is a good one. And so I am curious in terms of how we should look at the Colts going forward. Joe, what do you think? I don't think it's that much. Like Zach Moss was really good before Taylor signed the deal. Then he started getting heavy work. And right after he signed the deal, Moss was having career games. And then it was clear that just usage-wise, they were like, as an organization, we need to get Taylor more involved. And it's been a good thing. He had a good game over the weekend against Tampa Bay, and that's a tough matchup uh, going up against that run defense. But, I, guys, it doesn't change anything to me. It doesn't change a thing at all. Uh, I'd say more with the Colts, it's a matter of which defense is going to show up. Is it the defense that for a month was, like, points-wise, one of the worst in the NFL? Or... Like, more recently, where they've been pretty good? I don't know. They're a well-coached team. I'll say that. I don't have faith that they're going to be in the postseason. But it, when when you look at that team overall, it's like, okay, the defense isn't great. They're on their backup quarterback. You never know if you're going to get consistent play out of the receivers. Like, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And it's different guys that pop up. Once in a while, it's Pittman or it's somebody else. But, um it's kind of amazing. I know it's soft schedule, soft division, all that, but it's still amazing that they're even in the position that they are going into week 13. Exactly. I've been wanting to fade the Colts and hoping they do not make the playoffs. So I am very happy about this. Other than that, honestly, you think it changes it? That in deep- you think I it think changes good, anything? Yeah. Any little dock against them, I need so, like, the Broncos or someone can get in the Rams, or not the Rams, someone can get into the playoffs, and the Colts need to drop down. Because right now, I am surprised they are where they are. (laughs) Damn. Damn. These are razor-thin margins when it comes to the AFC wildcard race, and that's why Mm -hmm. I think it's worthy of at least paying attention uh, I, normally I wouldn't, but because, you know, we're dealing with the, the smallest of uh, tweaks and margins and engines and all that stuff when it comes to who's going to get into the AFC playoffs, I think it's worth our attention just because of that. And certainly when Zach Moss sort of becomes, you know, assuming that, you know, JT's out here, uh, when Zach Moss is the bell cow back, what do we do with his props? Like the carries will be there, but does he wear down over time? Like I almost want to fade Moss terms of betting on Colts games going forward because I'm not sure you can handle the workload. Maybe that's my biggest takeaway is more short term than it is say long term. But at the same time, I do think it's something worth paying attention to. Yeah. Um in, in that first month, man, it was 88, 122, 70, and 165 rushing yards. He had, I mean, a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. Three no, actually four touchdowns in those four games, but I, Numbers-wise, he's just as good as Taylor. But, yeah, it was okay. second to last. Right. But maybe and, and it's good. Like, like, he just yeah. had a m- month and a half where he can kind of rest up a little bit. So maybe he's going he's gonna to have a bit of a spark here. Maybe uh, more short-term, but, hey, it could be good for them. 
No, that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. All right, time now for lightning bets. Uh, so two in basketball. I'm going to start with Bucks and Heat. I'm going over 227.5, and, and I get that Milwaukee, there are still some serious defensive questions. They do play higher-scoring games, and I know you're going up against Miami, slow pace, all that stuff. But I do think that the Bucks can do their fair share, so I'm expecting a higher-scoring game where the Heat do have to keep up. It's going to be the over 227.5. Celtics and Bulls. We did have Von Dolzell on the program earlier. If you missed it, make sure to check out our podcast wherever you podcast. But I do feel like that, yes, it's a large spread with 13 and a half, but the Celtics are not guaranteed to make the knockout round of the in-season tournament. So it may be something where the Celtics do want to run up the score a little bit, keep the starters in there a little bit longer than they otherwise right. would. And so I'm expecting them to go nuts there, and I think they can cover a you know, pretty decent number. Then finally, on the ice, Vegas, Oilers, over six and a half goals, second of a back-to-back for the Golden Knights up in Canada. Oilers can certainly score against an exhausted Golden Knights defense. So higher scoring affair there between the Golden Knights and the Oilers, Joe. Yeah, that, that is a big number on the Celtics, but not even considering the Bulls at all in any way. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. they, they found a way to make that losing streak continue the other day after getting a massive lead early on against the Nets. And speaking of the Nets, that's where I'm rolling. Uh, we've got the Nets going against the Raptors. Raptors uh, already eliminated from group play. Like, if you look at these home games for the Nets, the teams that they've lost to, like, they're title contenders. It's Milwaukee. It's Boston. It's Philadelphia. Uh, the number's down to one and a half. So I'm, I'm going to take the Nets and lay that short number against the Raptors. Uh, Brooklyn minus one and a half. And the other one, this does have a team that's eliminated from group play, but I still think there's value. And I still think that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to want to play spoiler here against the T-Wolves. They're getting three and a half. That number is starting to drop at some books, so I don't think it's going to last. It's probably going to be two and a half, three across the board pretty soon, so you might want to take a look. We're, we're starting to get more and more Chet Holmgren monster games. We got one the other day against Philadelphia. He poured in 33 points against the Sixers. Uh, we saw it a couple weeks ago against Golden State when he had 36. I mean, this might be a thing where we're going to see more and more of that out of, uh, out of Chet. Give me the Thunder plus three in the hook at the T-Wolves. Love it. Love it. All right. I'm feeling frisky. And as one of our listeners pointed out, perhaps the fast did get me good. Yeah. Oh, Uh, Oh, no. He DM'd me last night. Yeah. Not the Twitch chat. One of our listeners DM'd me saying (laughs) that uh, the water fast got me good. I assume he means I'm I'm crazy now after doing that, which could be true. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do, Paul, you brought it up. I love this Texans team. Maybe they can go on a run like the Bengals did when they played the Rams in the Super Bowl and just keep things going. 31-1 to to win the AFC Championship. And even if they get there, I could always hedge a little bit. So I'm doing that. Broncos to make the playoffs, plus 146. Like I said, helps me to have the Colts drop down. I like this Jonathan Taylor news. Last night on my Instagram, Steelers, number one seed in the AFC, 15-1. to This is just a value play, but you look at their upcoming schedule. I love it. You guys are laughing at me. All right, and then I have a normal bet. That's what Vaughn <laughs> was talking tennis. about, right? Yeah. The oh, Steelers man. one, 50 to 1. Yeah, 50 to 1. 
value play on the Steelers. All right. Oregon minus six and a half. Speaking of Vaughn, first half spread. It's even money. I kind of liked his point about there being a backdoor cover. So first half be up by, you know, at least seven. I like that. So I'll be on Oregon minus six and a half first half. Paul? Cool. Get to kick back, relax, and uh, our Pacers have already clinched their group. So that's great for the in-season tournament. I'm interested to see. I mean, I would like the Celtics. They're not going to lose to the Bulls, obviously. Would love for them to somehow not make it in due to point differential. Because uh, I would not love that matchup for the Pacers. But we'll see how everything shakes out. What about the Rockets? Catching three and a half against an eliminated Mavericks team. Little battle of, what is it, I-45? It's been a minute since I've been down there. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I-45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll take the Rockets as a uh, plus three and a half dog at the Mavs playing for their in-tournament season lives. Love the Rockets and Houston historically, so that's great. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then I brought up the, I guess we talked mostly about it off air. I, I don't I got nothing on Kentucky Miami tonight. I am interested to watch it though. Um but I brought up the idea for the Bills of like a money line rollover idea. And I think that's the way look they got the bye week this week, but that's how I'm gonna play it. Uh again starting with the Chiefs next week and then Cowboys and then gonna do the Chargers. Obviously if they've lost by now it's dead. Probably skip something like the Patriots where they're a heavy money line favorite and then kind of see where things are at as uh, with that Dolphins game. Doesn't mean anything, does it not? But then if you, I'd probably, I would carry it into the playoffs. Um, so that'll be my plan to attack with the Bills. I can't quit them either. I already have Super Bowl bet where we tried to catch the falling knife, at, I think 21. Yeah. So catch good luck with all that. Knife. But instead of a 50, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think, yeah. Good history with that as well. But instead of the 50... You, uh, you did not catch okay. it. You I did not. not. I missed it. Oh, God. Over, it. So. Yeah. So Ew. I'm due. Due for positive regression when it comes to falling knives, I would say. <laughs> Man. But they don't by, have to win every game to get in, though. I think they've got to go... I, Four and one. I don't think they can go three and two. I'm not with you guys on that. No, I don't think so. No, that's yeah. fair. And no, that's totally fair. I think it's. I think it's. I prefer five and zero. Oh, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> it would, it if, would be if, nice. If they come off the bye and it's the Eagles' loss, and then they win five in a row going into the playoffs, everybody's going to be scared of them. I think they'll be scared of them either way. Just get in. Like, they're going to be the story of the league if they win five in a row. To We've seen in. teams do this before. It's been a decade or so, but we saw the Packers do this back in, like, what, 2009, 2010. We saw the Steelers do it around that same time. Just win out at the end, barely get in, and then you go on a tear in the playoffs and win it all. Yep. Do we care about Dawson Knox coming back uh, after the bye, assuming he does? Is it good? Like, how, how much of a game changer is it good is if that? he comes back? No, that's what do you think? Target. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Do you want I, them? In might make it more 12? conservative, but I mean, yeah. it's part of the design. I don't know. That, that would be my question. Like, you know, mm-hmm. is it too conservative? The run game's certainly better. That's for sure. 
Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rome. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for The Daily Tip. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.